Hurt? Don't delay. Call Barbie. Sure, accidents happen, but when someone's recklessness injures you or a loved one, you need a trusted local lawyer. Agricola Law, led by Barbie and her team, is ready to turn your pain into gain. Call Barbie now, 334-759-7557. No matter what you face, you want Barbie on your case. We're looking for people just like you on Burn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. It's Layla from Classic Hits Wings 94.3. If your loved one has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia, you don't have to go it alone. Synergy Home Care of Central and East Alabama specializes in memory care. With nationally recognized training standards and technology solutions and caregivers who want to make a difference. Learn more about memory care today. Call Synergy Home Care of Central and East Alabama at 334-203-1850 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com. Franchise opportunities available. Come in and get it out of your system. The Car Stereo Shop. Want to upgrade your system? Never a better time. Hey, it's Steve at the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and if you're considering upgrading any of your sound systems, whether it's an ATV, SUV, pickup, truck, or boat, we have a store full of quality products at internet pricing. Come by the store at 1914 Opelika Road and see what the Car Stereo Shop has for you. Difficult times remind us to take stock of what's most important. And as a farmer's agent, Tim Jones is here for you and your family when those moments arise. He can explain your insurance options so you can select coverage that fits your needs. Because he takes pride in being able to help you protect the things that matter most. Call Tim Jones at 334-826-6888 to learn more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, or Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. Russell Building Supply is Auburn's hometown home center. With top brands and an easy-to-use drive through lumber yard, we have what you need to get the job done. Russell Building Supply, East University Drive in Auburn. Become a Russell Rewards member. Experience and knowledge from the pros. Russell Dewitt Center at Building Supply. And now a small business setback, delivered by a kind French stranger. Uh, monsieur, there was an accident. The windshield of your catering van is, uh, how do you say, kaput? But Progressive has an extensive network of repair shops. Now, we sing about the old days. Brave marin revient de guerre. When things go wrong with your small business, it's comforting to know you have Progressive Commercial. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Croissance for everyone! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. 
Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly. And W294AR Auburn Opelika.
The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We are live from Big Mike Steakhouse here in Auburn. Uh, beautiful day for an on-location uh, remote. I mean, sun is shining. It is, it's hot out here today on a hot. February, man. It is February 22nd, 2023, and it is 80 degrees outside. Sun is shining. Uh, it is warm out here today. I uh, feel I was walking up. It feels like it's May out here. I mean, it is just humid and hot, man. It is, it is one of those days outside. I feel like we should be playing golf right now. Yeah. Golf or maybe even out by the swimming pool or something, but uh, yeah, I hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday afternoon here for the Wednesday edition of on the line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins, Carter bird with you for the next two hours here on ESPN one Oh six, seven. And again, live here at big Mike's all afternoon long. We'll be here from two to four. The drive with bill Cameron will be here from four to six it'll be bill and i believe he has jason caldwell with him for the first hour and then carter will sit in on the second hour with bill so four straight hours here at big mike steakhouse they open up in just a little bit come on out say hello uh we'll have some appetizers come out a little bit later and uh we'll be previewing auburn and Ole miss tonight in neville arena the second to last home game of the year for uh, for Auburn basketball. So uh, we'll be talking about that all afternoon long and everything else going on in the world of sports. But uh, again, hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday afternoon. Very, very busy show today. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about and break down the news uh, out of Tuscaloosa yesterday. Have we learned anything since yesterday? What has been said? Uh, what is still to be questioned We're going to talk about all of that coming up here in this segment. Later on, we're going to have Jordan Hill of Dogs 247. He joins us every Wednesday here on the show. We're going to talk to him about everything going on in Athens. We'll get his thoughts on this situation in Alabama as well. And then coming up at 3.30 in hour number two, we'll have Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for OutKick. He will join us uh, in the second hour to talk all things SEC basketball, baseball, and I know he's going to have a few things to say about this Brandon Miller situation. So that's what's on tap for you today and uh, should be a great show. And Carter, as we jump into it, it's been 24 hours, a little bit over 24 hours since the news broke yesterday uh, from AL.com saying that Brandon Miller drove the gun to the killing in Tuscaloosa that killed 23-year-old Jamia Harris and his car was there. His car was shot. It had bullet holes in it when it was yep. driven away. It was it was used to block in Jamia Harris's vehicle as well. It's been a little over 24 hours since we learned this information from the Tuscaloosa Police Department in the preliminary hearings. Nate Oates had some comments that we talked about yesterday, some very uh, questionable comments, if you will. And since then, a couple of hours later, uh, he... 
He came out with a statement and sort of nothing. He sort of tried to clean up what he said, but didn't do a whole lot. It's been a little over 24 hours. What have we learned since then in your mind? Since then, I don't think we've learned a lot, really. I mean, we've the same information is out there that was out there when we did our show yesterday and when I was on the drive yesterday. To me, I think that there has been a swell of. Um, I guess people trying to rationalize the situation that I've seen on social media. Um, and I don't, I, I have a hard time with that right now. I don't think we have enough information. Um, I think that there will be more that comes out. We do know that Brandon Miller's car had a dash cam. I'm sure at some point that video will be out there. Um, but this, I've seen a lot of people, um, mainly from the Alabama fan base, the argument seems to be, well, he did not know the intent of Darius Miles when he brought the gun. And I have issue with that based on the text that was sent. You're outside a bar. You know people, the people there have been drinking. The gun is in your car. That is what is understood at this point. And the text, I mean, once you, it's in slang form, yes, but it's, it is, somebody threatened us, bring me my gun. So at a minimum, you know, you're not bring like you're bringing a weapon to a potentially volatile situation. And that's what I have issue with. I don't view this as as some people have tried to make the claim he's returning somebody else's property. Like, look, this isn't somebody's, I mean, this isn't a, a, uh, a piece of workout equipment. This isn't, this isn't bringing him, uh, like you borrow blender or something, or like, this isn't that, like, this is a weapon that he brought early in the morning to a place where there were, Potentially a lot of people were a bar on the strip in Tuscaloosa and to a potentially hostile environment based on the text message that was sent to him. And that's what I have issue with when when it tries to get when people try to explain it away with he did not know the situation or like he didn't have any idea what the situation was. He had a little bit of an idea because of that text message. Yeah. And. And, you know, there there are so many different arguments and sides to this and just so many different opinions on this entire situation. And unfortunately, we're still missing a lot of information on this situation. But given what we know and given what we have been told, this is. It's a bad situation to be in for a lot of different parties, for Nate Oates, for Brandon Miller, for Alabama, for the president, the athletic director. How about for the people that are involved in the crime itself, right? The young men that were involved, the young woman that was killed, her family trying to get justice and figure out what in the world happened that night in Tuscaloosa. And There are, again, there are so many different ways to look at this, and it's very, very easy to jump on this and jump to 
whatever conclusion you may be having, whether you have one or not, there are 50 different decisions and 50 different opinions that people have right now based off this situation. Brandon Miller should be kicked off the team. NATO should be fired. Nothing should happen. Alabama should be shut down. Whatever it may be, there's so many different perspectives on this right now. And I talked about this yesterday. I'm big on getting all of the information. And there's a lot of information. There's a lot of information we still don't have. That is, I, I think that that is fair. I think there's more information out there. At a minimum, though, you know how involved potentially two more of your players are in the situation. Mm-hmm. And they don't said as much yesterday. He said, we knew about that, talking about the proximity of Brandon Miller to the situation. And you should, at a minimum, to me, hold these players out of competition because, God forbid, like, for that, for that, I mean, obviously, loss of life, young mother lost her life. There's a child that is going to grow up without a parent. But if it comes out that he is in trouble for, for whatever it is, if he, if he is, if he gets charged at some point, if more information comes to light, then that what I mean that invalidates the whole season. Yeah, and, and, we, we yeah. we've seen that happen in different situations before. I just don't feel like this has been a smart way to handle it by the University of Alabama. By I, by from top to bottom, I don't feel like it has been handled the correct way. I had an interesting conversation earlier today with a, a basketball coach who was giving a coach's perspective on this entire situation and. He gave me a couple interesting points. He said, you know, when you look at this from from a coach's perspective, how easy is it nowadays in 2023? How easy is it, given this situation or anything remotely close to this magnitude, how easy is it to let society dictate your decision? And I think that's a really interesting point to look at this because anytime something happens, whether it's this situation or a player gets arrested for having marijuana in the backseat or whatever it may be when a player gets in trouble or really anything happens in life with today's world of social media, the internet and everything else. How easy is it for 75% of the population to jump on them and say, this needs to happen right now. And if it doesn't, then these people are bad. Right. And then about a week later, that story is on the back burner and more information comes out of then the right decision is made. I think it's really interesting to look at it from that perspective, from Alabama and Nate Oates, because I'm not saying where they're at right now is right or wrong, because again, we don't have all the information, but what if Alabama is holding on because they truly felt that Brandon Miller, since he couldn't be charged, according to the DA in Tuscaloosa, that they were doing the right thing and letting him play and not punishing him for not being in legal trouble. There's multiple ways to look at this, but I think that's one interesting perspective from a coach himself. So I disagree with that because of how just grave the circumstances are. Like this is a situation that in my lifetime, like I don't think I've seen play out. We're talking about a team that very easily, you can make an argument. They're one of the two best teams in the country in my mind with Alabama and and Kansas, they're potentially on a crash course for a Final Four and National Championship, and you see see a situation where three players are present at a murder. And, And 
I don't think this is comparable to any other situation. I don't think this is comparable to a player getting pulled over for having weed in a vehicle or or a public intoxication or anything like that. This is such a dire circumstance that I think you have to exercise extreme, extreme and like be overcautious. And I don't feel like we've seen that play out. And I think it brings up a very, very critical question. This information has been sat on for a month now. Brandon Miller, they knew that he was involved in this for a month now. The and way Oates portrayed it, they have known. Yes. And they've known the whole time, the way he portrayed it in the initial statement. And here's the very critical question that I'm going to leave a lot of you with right now is this. Brandon Miller has been playing for a month since they've known he was involved in the killing of Jamia Harris in downtown Tuscaloosa. They've known this. How long is Alabama known? And did they do the proper research and get the proper information to make a just decision to let him continue to play and be on the floor and be a part of the number one team in the country? Did the University of Alabama and Alabama athletics do their part and do their proper part and research to be 100%, a million percent sure that Brandon Miller should still be playing basketball at the University of Alabama? Well, they they would have known as soon as... Brandon Miller got because we know Brandon Miller's been interviewed by by the police. They would have known as soon as that happened that he's at least close enough to the situation that he was interviewed. So to me, I think giving given the loss of life and the dire circumstances and the situation, the circumstances would dictate you to be ultra uber cautious. And I don't think we've seen that. And that's what I come back to. Because to me, there is such a lack of information. The the statements put out yesterday, I don't think paint a picture of the what we, the AL.com articles that initially came out. I mm-hmm. don't think it paints a picture necessarily where we have enough information to know what exactly took place and who all was involved, who all knew what, and all of that. And all that information is what we've got to learn. And there's got there's a lot of holes in this thing that've got to be filled because it's leaking out all over the place. And you got to start patching these things with the factual information. That is the most important thing. You have got to get the facts on this situation so the right people get so the right people get charged, the right people get disciplined, and the other right people get the correct justice. I promise you, this is not going away. Oh, it's the, not going. The anywhere. legal process of this is going to vastly. Like, it's going to take more time than by the end of the season. And I want to make a note before we get to break. If if there's a narrative right now that this is getting the media coverage because it's Alabama, because they're a top three program, because we're in Auburn talking about Alabama, or there's shows in Baton Rouge or in Athens or in Knoxville that are talking about this because it, it's Alabama and everybody is against them, right? Get that out of here. This is a very serious situation. If this if this had been any player at Auburn yeah. right now, we'd be covering it 10 times more because it's Auburn. Yeah. But it would still be the same situation. This could be happening at the University of Washington for all I care. This is a very serious situation. Now, is it magnified a little bit because they're a top three program in the country? Absolutely. I will. I, I agree with that. Is I this think. magnified because Brandon Miller is the best freshman in college basketball? He's a lottery pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, absolutely. 
But the yeah. narrative that this is getting blown out of the proportion and this is getting the coverage because it's Alabama, that's ridiculous. And I just I want to put that to bed right now yeah. before before we the, move say anything else. The stage that this Alabama program and Brandon Miller are on because of what they've done, I think elevates it a little bit, but this is still a, like, this would be a national news story. I mean, we saw the national news story at New Mexico state last week. Great, great point. Like, like it doesn't matter where you are. I think, I think it grabs more people's attention nationally because of what Alabama has done this year and what Brandon Miller has done and the way that, um, he has been talked about by national media types as a potential top three pick in the NBA draft. I mean, I think it picks up extra steam that way. And I do think one other thing, because I've seen this argument is why is there so much focus on Brandon Miller and not Jaden Bradley? And I think that is an unfair argument to be made because one of them brought the weapon to the scene of the eventual murder. The other one, his car is present. I mean, both are involved. Like if both, if both knew what was going on or anything, if more information comes to light, then yes, I think you, you have to equally punish both, but it is a completely different situation because if Brandon Miller, if the gun does not come in Brandon Miller's car to the scene, how, I mean, this is a question we don't know the answer to. How differently does everything play out? That's exactly right. And unfortunately, it's a question that will never be answered because of what happened in Tuscaloosa just over a month ago. We are going to transition when we come back. Talk about some college basketball. What happened last night? What's going to happen tonight? We are live here at Big Mike Steakhouse here in Auburn all afternoon long. And uh, hey, we'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind? If you want to talk about this or the games coming up? or whatever else you want to talk about, give us a call, 334-321-1390. Coming up in a little bit, come out and see us at Big Mike's. We'll be out here when they open at 4 all afternoon long, on the line and the drive here live at Big Mike's Steakhouse. We'll be right back here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. One of the most dynamic live bands in the country comes to the Montgomery Performing Arts Center. Here comes my baby. The Mavericks. Thursday, March 23rd at 7.30 for a night of country, Tex-Mex, jazz, and soul. The Fabulous Mavericks. Thursday, March 23rd at 7.30 at the Impact. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or mpaconline.org. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air has worked diligently to lower food insecurity in our community through our program, Feed the Need. For every maintenance program purchased, Dixie donates seven meals to partnered food banks in the area. And since we started this program two years ago, we are proud to have donated nearly 17,000 meals to families in need. You can help us achieve our goal of 10,000 meals donated in 2023 by choosing Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. Call Dixie and it's done. License number 15033. We're looking for people just like you. Auburn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. 
Hey sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, it's that time of year where so many sports are drawing to a close, so many others are just beginning, training camps, playoffs, all these different things. But guess what? NASCAR, that's right, NASCAR has begun their very lengthy season just this last week with the very famous, iconic Daytona 500. They'll be running every week till who knows when. Why is this important? Next time you watch a race, not just a NASCAR race, but any car race, I want to call your attention to somebody other than the driver. That's who gets the attention. That's who gets the interviews. That's who gets the big money. But watch the pit crews. Watch these guys who may be the best athletes in the entire event. The speed, the precision, the strength that they have to possess to do the deeds that they do. How many times in our own lives, but even more so in the body of Christ, are those that oftentimes don't get all the attention. We could not be who we are without. So maybe today you feel like you play just a small part you may actually play one of the most critical parts to the Lord. See you later. Keep your yard green and your conscience clean with EnviroGreen, the healthy way to a beautiful lawn. It all starts with taking the time to soil test so they can provide the specific ingredients your lawn needs. In fact, your EnviroGreen technician will get to know you and your yard, offering personalized care because they're locally owned and operated. Now's the time to prep your lawn to be beautiful come spring. Call EnviroGreen today, 334-319-7603 or visit EnviroGreen.com. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Back here live at Big Mike Steakhouse here in Auburn. Uh, it is Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Open like a sports leader. As uh, Ben Taylor just stopped by to say hey for a minute as he walks out. He'll be back in a little bit. Ben Taylor from News Talk WANI, the Abbey Award winning host of Auburn Open like this morning. Stopping out as we'll have people out here all afternoon long on the line and the drive here live from Big Mike Steakhouse on this sunny and hot Wednesday afternoon. I'm ready for them to open up, get inside and uh, get a nice bottle of water or something uh, as we uh, just get some something to drink and some food out here in a little bit should be a fantastic afternoon as we preview Auburn and Ole Miss tonight before we get to that we will talk about some of the games that happened last night in college basketball look at what's going on tonight in college basketball as well question of the day we'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 what was the biggest result in college basketball last night Carter your opinion because there were some big games last night. When I look at it, I look at that Texas A&M win at home because, I mean, especially with the question marks that we don't know what's going to happen in Tuscaloosa, that win, one, is going to pretty much, in my mind, solidify the tournament for Texas A&M. And we are potentially on a crash course for Alabama at Texas A&M, last game of the year for the SEC regular season. For, How crazy for, for the is that? One seed, for the one seed or potentially just for straight up winning the D regular season. This is a Texas A&M team that had a, a pretty abysmal showing in non-conference play that has been held against them. I mean, we're talking about losses to a depleted Murray State team uh, blown out by Colorado that's not very good. They got blown out by a good Boise State team, um, but the loss to like Wofford, those type of things don't happen for teams. And then they just the light bulb comes on as soon as conference play starts. 
And these guys are rolling. They're 13 and two you in talk, conference play. You talk about AM getting that win last night against Tennessee, solidifying their NCAA tournament bid. Man, I think it was crazy the fact that before last night's game, they were I they were being questioned to make the NCAA tournament. I agree. This team is good, man. They're good. And whether you think that physical. or not, that's fine. They're playing really good. And you cannot argue that. You can argue if you think AM is a good basketball team or not. That's fine. And I think there's arguments for both sides. They're playing really well right now. Yes. And you cannot take that away from them. AM at home last night, 68-63 over Tennessee. And again, the offensive struggles for the volunteers. It it hurt them last night. Texas AM didn't do anything crazy. They really yep. didn't. They didn't do anything crazy. Very low scoring. And yet Tennessee just can't score enough to win basketball games. Yeah. I mean, this is this Tennessee team has serious issues right now. When They've got look, the injury bug right now, so give them a little little credit there. there. Regardless, they've lost five of their last seven, and we are not far off from them potentially losing six of seven if that yep. Auburn game goes the other way. That one stuck out to me. I'll give you one more because I think it's one that'll get, unless you are tracking the Big Ten, you would not have paid attention to. Michigan State in their first home game Huge. after the the tragic shooting there last week, they take it to take it to number seventeen Indiana and win by fifteen. Tom Izzo gets a huge win, something that I think that campus that fan base needed, um, something to something positive to go their way, um, and that is a huge win for that program. It affects the Big Ten standings. It it further uh, helps Michigan State's tournament resume mm-hmm. um, in a conference that may not have as many elite teams as, say, the Big 12. But that is a dadgum deep conference. Yes, it is. And that is an impressive win for Michigan State. I'm glad you bring that up because I wanted to talk about that for just a minute. That did is, I did, did did I take yours from you? You didn't take it, but I'm glad okay. you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned it. I didn't I didn't think that you were you were going to focus on that one. I no, just wanted to make sure that one got it shot. No, it, it 100% needs it because Michigan State just over a week ago went through a, a horrible tragedy with a shooting on their campus and this like you said Carter, this was the this was the first game uh, that they had played at home since that shooting and the broadcast covered it really well last night for ESPN. They talked about how Tom Izzo really felt a lot of burden last night because he felt the need and the necessity to help that community get its mind off of it for a couple of hours using basketball. And Jay Billis, who uh, every if you follow college basketball, you know just how good of an analyst he is for ESPN for college basketball. He said he sat in, in Tom Izzo's office for an hour and a half yesterday before the game, and they talked about this. And Tom Izzo felt a very, very big weight on his shoulders to help this community get through that tough time. And so I'm glad. Glad you brought that up. Huge win for Michigan State, taking down Indiana, a very talented squad. My biggest result last night, number 10 Marquette on the road at number 19 Creighton. Down to the wire, Marquette at the buzzer, man. Gets it done, 73-71. Also, Kansas State over Baylor last night. Big game in the Big 12, 75-65. The Wildcats take down the Baylor Bears. And this was a game of top 15 teams, 14 Kansas State, number 9 Baylor. That Baylor team's exhausted, man. They're exhausted because they're playing in the Big 12 where you are playing 
sweet 16 caliber teams every single game right now in the Big 12. Yeah. And they're exhausted. They're absolutely exhausted from getting just a horrible loss on the road over the weekend against Kansas where you were up by 13 and then you lose by that. Then you go on the road to, to Kansas State. Tough loss for the Bears last Yeah, time. I mean, the Big 12 is absolutely nuts. Uh, I think we talked about last week. Like, if Oklahoma, if, if Florida crosses in the quad one category, 20 of one of the final game. That's how crazy that looks. When we come back, Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 will join us talking all things Georgia Athletics. is the edge daily with kevin flanagan presented by the orthopedic clinic with locations in auburn and opelika to better serve you Proverbs 133 says but whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm hi i'm kevin flanagan from the edge daily i've seen news stories telling us that gun sales around the country are higher than ever before i read an article the other day about a group of ladies who all decided that with the way the world is today they needed to buy guns both of these show that people are frightened for their safety and feel the need to be able to protect themselves. Hey, it's a frightening time. I'm not getting into the pro or anti-gun opinions in this devotion. I'm just interested in us reflecting for a moment on where true safety is found. I hunt a little, but if I needed either of my hunting guns quickly, I'd be out of luck. I seldom remember exactly where they are or where the ammo is. What I do know is where my true safety lies. The Bible promises in many places that God's looking out for me as I look to and live in the reality of his truth. He tells me how to live and walk wisely. As I do that, and as I place my trust firmly in him, he guarantees my safety. It's not magic, it's faith in his presence and power. There are many stories of his followers who found themselves in desperate situations and he orchestrated their rescue. He loves to rescue his children. Today, find your safety in the hands of the Almighty and live in peace. Daniel 6:27 says, he rescues and he saves. A shout out to these Edge Partner Committee. Domino's, Point Broadband, and the Auburn Network. Now, go be the edge. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Union Pacific Railroad wants you to join its team. It's an opportunity that comes with great pay and benefits. There are a variety of open roles across its 23-state network, including train crew positions, with hiring and relocation incentives of up to $50,000 in some locations. You can even get a free college education while working. Union Pacific Railroad connects hundreds of communities, hauling goods Americans rely on every day. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific and apply today at up.jobs sports. That's up.jobs sports. Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. Are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader.
30 minutes into hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you live from Big Mike's Steakhouse here in Auburn as we are talking all things college basketball, previewing Auburn and Ole Miss tonight inside of Neville Arena. But first, we're going to talk some Georgia basketball, Georgia athletics with Jordan Hill of Dogs 247. He joins us every Wednesday here on the show. Jordan, last time we were here at Big Mike's, uh, you were on your way to Auburn. I assume you're probably not heading this way. This no, nah, no, nah, just hanging out in Athens, and I hope the weather's as nice uh, in Auburn as it is out here. It is a beautiful day in Athens, and you can tell spring's just right around the corner. Well, we may have uh, we may have missed spring and just jumped straight to summer over here. It's seventy and eighty degrees in Auburn today, so uh, it is very, very nice, but very warm out here as well. And uh, Jordan, let's go ahead and jump into this talking Georgia basketball. What is Georgia basketball right now? At 16 and 12, 6 and 9 in the SEC, there was a little stretch there where they were starting to figure it out a little bit, but here in the last couple of games including last night, a loss to Arkansas 97 to 65. What is what's going on right now in Athens? You know, I think it's sort of a situation where they're sort of a victim of their own success. And look, this was not a team anyone expected to make the NCAA tournament. This was not a team that people thought much of, I believe, going into the season, they were predicted at SEC Men's Basketball Media Day to finish 13th in the standings. And, you know, I think the fact they started SEC play as well as they did, beat Auburn, beat Mississippi State, I think they started 3-1 and one in SEC play, that it kind of, you know, built up the expectations of what year one could be. And, you know, I think the last two games, playing at Alabama, who was number one at the time, Playing at Arkansas, a team that you know I believe was ranked uh, 19th in the net ratings, uh, two really good teams, and you know I, I don't think anyone was surprised necessarily with how they uh, the fact they lost those games, but just how one-sided they were. Uh, Alabama jumped on Georgia early, and it was kind of over by probably the first five minutes of the game, and then Arkansas it wasn't quite as drastic, but it was another situation where early on you could tell. Georgia was not going to be able to keep up. So, you know, I think on the whole, you, you look at this team, you look at what they've accomplished to this point, I think it's still a successful season. Uh, but it's sort of a uh, close to the regular season with three games left. That's left a sour taste in some folks' mouths, but they have a chance to, to try to end this thing on a high note, and that's sort of the challenge for Mike White and the players going forward. When you take stock of this first season for Mike White, uh, do Georgia fans consider it a success, or is this kind of the way that they're coming down the stretch here? Does that leave a sour taste in everybody's mouth, and it doesn't, I guess, feel as good as it maybe should? Well, I think the biggest thing that's going to decide um, the outlook is going to be how they finish these next three games. Missouri, Florida, both those games are at home, and then playing at South Carolina. Um, just how they play in those games, even if they don't necessarily win, just if they're able to contend you know, more than they did against, once again, you know, two really talented teams, Alabama and Arkansas. But I think on the whole, people came into this year understanding it's going to be more about recruiting. So I think, you know, people may kind of be wishy-washy on what they make of this first year, but if they, they go into this offseason and add to the transfer portal and then they add, uh, you know, through recruiting and try to shore up, um, I don't know if they're going to add to this 2023 class, but you know, all, definitely trying to build into 2024 and some really high caliber guys are after. Um, you know, I think that kind of 
would add a little bit more excitement for the fans, you know, even if they finish this season on a bit of a losing streak, um, because people understood year one was going to be tough. I think there's been more highlights than most realistic fans uh, would have anticipated. Um, but, uh, you know, again, they're trying to build for the future, so there's got to be signs of progress in that way, uh, trying to add more talent once we get into the offseason. And Jordan, something we've talked to you about a couple of times is the state of Georgia and the amount of basketball talent that is over there uh, over the past couple of years and coming up over the next few years as well. What can Mike White do at Georgia to start pulling some of these very talented players from the state of Georgia to come and play at Georgia and avoid teams like Auburn and Bruce Pearl to come in and snatch some of those guys up? I think it's the understanding that you're not going to be able to keep everybody out. I mean, Auburn's done such a good job. You know, Kentucky traditionally does that. You would have to expect Alabama and Nate Oates to be able to do that with the success they've been having. Um, but I, I think that Mike has done a really good job of sort of um, setting the tone for what recruiting under him will be like. You know, he's been asked a lot about, you know, recruiting Georgia and the AAU circuit and, and trying to take advantage there. And, and Mike's responses to those questions has generally been, look, you know, we're going to look for these guys and obviously recruit the state, but we want guys who are right for this program. So, uh, you know, the, the biggest get they've had so far uh, was from Florida, a guy named Dylan James that signed in this most recent class. Uh, the big guy that would be the biggest name they've added uh, to this point would be in the 2024 class, Asa Newell. He is also from Florida. Um, so, you know, I think if you can get talent, no matter where they're from, I think that's really the key at this point. I mean, the last two games, more than anything, has shown what we all knew about this Georgia team was that their roster is still not, uh, you know, up to snuff when it comes to the best teams in the SEC. At times, they've outperformed um, what you would think as far as the pieces on this team, but they've kind of been exposed with these last couple games. So um, the key to the matter is just adding more talent and getting uh, guys that can put you in position to contend. And I, I obviously can't ignore Georgia, and I think he did a good job with some of the hires he made. Uh, Antonio Reynolds-Dean, one of the assistant coaches, he's from the state of Georgia. Uh, but also understanding you can't put all your, uh, you know, everything into one basket saying we got to recruit Georgia because if you get guys from the state and they're not right for what you're trying to do, then it's not going to add up to very much. Jordan, when you look forward to next season for Mike White, Obviously, coming into year one, he brought in a lot of transfers, which we've seen a lot of first-year coaches in football and basketball do. With only signing two players, do you see Georgia dipping back heavy into the transfer portal, or do you see them kind of stay in pat with the state of the roster with the two incoming freshmen? I think that they will go into the portal. We'll, we'll see what they're able to get. If I'm not mistaken, I think they should have roughly four scholarships open uh, this off season, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, even again, if they end the season on uh, something of a disappointing note, I think that they can show you know some of these prospects the fact that hey, look, we have taken a major step forward. I mean, I think right now they've got ten more wins this season than they did in Tom Crean's last season, and uh, have mm. played significantly better in SEC play uh, compared to his final year. Um, and a big thing that I do think helps. Uh, you know, Georgia basketball going forward is the fact that transfer portal's there. And, uh, you know, you got so many people from the state of Georgia, and it's one of these situations where maybe a guy they really like, or maybe, you know, a guy that's been out of the state for a while who didn't choose Georgia, maybe he goes in the portal and they're able to say, look, why don't you come home? Why don't you help 
us really add to what we've been building in the, in the first year. And they added a few guys that were from the state this past off season, um, and, and some of those guys have played really significant roles. Um, so yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what they do in the portal. Um, they they desperately need big guys. I, I don't know if um, they're going to be able to get a guy that can really be a difference maker, but uh, that's got to be near the top of the list is trying to find really a five that can beat and bang with some of the guys in the SEC because more often than not, they've really been outmatched in that area. Speaking with Jordan Hill of Dogs 247, he joins us every Wednesday here on On the Line. Jordan, as we transition over to football a little bit you wrote an interesting article yesterday on dogs 247 talking about todd munkin and breaking down his introductory press conference with the baltimore ravens just talking about why he left georgia for an nfl opportunity not to to give away all of your good stuff out of the article people can go check it out at dogs 247.com but what did todd munkin say and why did he take the opportunity to go to baltimore and leave athens well, I think it was really interesting getting a chance to listen in to him. And Todd was always a good interview, and I'm sure that the folks in Baltimore are going to find that out really quickly. But, you know, he kind of paralleled the Georgia job and the Baltimore Ravens job and talked about the fact um, that, you know, it's uh, programs with culture, uh, a good proven head coach, teams that are built on defense and, and looking to improve on offense. And it's pretty much what he walked into Georgia when he got there in 2020 and what he's walking into with the Baltimore Ravens now. And, you know, I think there's other pieces to the puzzle that he didn't necessarily talk about. You know, there's a lot of concern right now with the recruiting calendar and just how much it's, you know, really grinding on these coaches. And you're seeing a lot of college coaches move on to the NFL. I saw that today with Florida's defensive coordinator leaving the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I do think that was a piece of it, you know, having a chance to go back and two, you know, Todd Munkin was an offensive coordinator twice in the NFL, and it wasn't very successful, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns. I do think that there was a piece of him that wanted to prove that he was up for this kind of challenge. Uh, he found a really good job, one of the better openings as far as offensive coordinators this cycle, and I think he sees an opportunity to really win big. You know, the Ravens have to figure out the situation with Lamar Jackson, and uh, I think it's got to be a priority for those guys to get him on board and make sure that uh, he's all set. But uh, I think everything you considered with this job, it was just one that Todd couldn't turn down. And, and he talked about it being hard to leave Georgia and the players, but it's just one of those opportunities that felt right. And so he took it. Jordan, uh, looking at the NFL draft that is approaching, I guess, I guess the combine's coming up. I haven't even really thought about that. <laughs> I haven't processed that with everything going on with basketball and baseball starting up. But uh, ESPN just dropped their 19 players uh, that have a first round grade. Two Georgia players on that list, Broderick Jones, the the tackle, and Jalen Carter. Do you feel that that's the right number of players? And uh, what does it say about those two guys that they are on that list? Yeah, not surprised at all that both those guys are on there. I think those two guys could be off the board by probably the first 15 picks. You know, Jalen Carter's got a really good Chance to be the number one pick, um, and then you know maybe uh, he slides a couple picks if some of those quarterback needy teams wind up uh, making that a priority. Maybe someone trading with the Chicago Bears to get that number one pick. And I think Broderick Jones will be you know probably around ten to fifteen. I think a team is going to be really uh, excited to get him in and add him to the fold. And you know I think by the time it's said and done, there'll probably be uh, three Georgia players, maybe four drafted in that first round. You know 
Keely Ringo would be someone to watch, and I think he's really going to impress at the Combine next week. And uh, Darnell Washington, you know, the way he was able to play, and um, we'll be really interested to see what kind of teams, uh, what they see in him, um, the ability he has to pass block and also catch passes. Uh, I see someone, you know, in the 25-31 range as far as picks, uh, really falling in love with him and seeing what he can do and the versatility he brings. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Darnell winds up getting in there as well. Talking with Jordan Hill of Dogs 247. Again, he joins us every Wednesday here on On the Line. We are live from Big Mike Steakhouse today here in Auburn. Uh, Jordan, before we let you get out of here, I uh, definitely want to get your thoughts on what is happening right now in Tuscaloosa with uh, the news coming out yesterday that Brandon Miller, star freshman for Alabama basketball, uh, was involved with the uh, killing of Jamia Harris in Tuscaloosa just over a month ago. How did you take this information, and what is uh, what is your just overall reaction to the news of Brandon Miller being involved in this entire situation? Yeah, it's a very shocking sort of turn of events to find that out, and, and I don't think Nate Oates handled it well. I mean, he, he spoke about it and then had to follow it up and put out a statement making it clear that he kind of mishandled uh, the way he went about it. I mean... It's a it's a black eye on college basketball and college athletics as, as a whole, and uh, you know I think it's a situation where we're going to see how it plays out. But um, I, I think, given the circumstances, Brandon Miller should not be playing right now. Um, we'll see if that happens. I'm not necessarily expecting him to sit, and uh, uh, it's just a, a really bad situation. And uh, I, I really hate it for the folks that were affected by that situation directly. I mean. Uh, the young woman who lost her life. And it's one of those situations that it's always good for uh, sports writers, for fans, everyone involved to take a step back and realize that it goes beyond sports and uh, there's things bigger than that. And I think this is a prime example of that. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is it is very, very important to realize that a 23-year-old mother uh, was killed with, given all of this situation and, and something we talked about yesterday. Unfortunately, in situations like this, when it involves uh, athletes or sports figures, it seems to get um, a lot more media attention just because there's a lot more eyeballs on it. But Jordan Hill of Dogs 247, again, he joins us every Wednesday here on the show talking all things Georgia athletics, and we appreciate him and his time so much. Jordan, let everybody know where they can find find you keep up with your work at dogs 247 and uh what you got coming up for sure dogs 247.com on twitter at jordan davis hill and at dogs 247 and yeah kind of winding down college men's basketball the next few games Georgia's back at home against missouri on saturday so we'll have some previews for that and getting ready for spring practice you know it's a few weeks away now for georgia i think auburn's guys i guess they're getting started next week but uh yeah, just kind of getting the countdown going, uh, continuing to reel off some stories from some freshmen we talked to back at the end of the season, and uh, just get everybody excited because spring practice will be here before you know it. Spring practice will be here before we know it, and August will be here before we know it as well. Jordan, we appreciate your time, man, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds great, guys. That is Jordan Hill of Dogs 247. Again, he joins us every Wednesday here on On the Line. Go check out his work. He does fantastic stuff. That's D-A-W-G-S-247.com. You can go and find all of his work there, all things Georgia Athletics, and he joins us every Wednesday. Uh, very gracious with his time, and we appreciate him every single week. We are live here at Big Mike Steakhouse in Auburn all afternoon long. Our show on the line and then the drive coming up later today. They will be live here as well. Come out and join us when they open up at 4 o'clock. We'd love to see you. 
Uh, we'd love to talk to you and hang out as well as we are here all afternoon long. When we come back, we'll wrap up hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Atlanta-area attorneys, 404-793-0000, online at CordellCordell.com, 1 Glen Lake Parkway, Northeast, Suite 975, Atlanta, Georgia, 30328. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, it's that time of year where so many sports are drawing to a close, so many others are just beginning, training camps, playoffs, all these different things. But guess what? NASCAR, that's right, NASCAR has begun their very lengthy season just this last week with the very famous, iconic Daytona 500. They'll be running every week till who knows when. Why is this important? Next time you watch a race, not just a NASCAR race, but any car race, I want to call your attention to somebody other than the driver. That's who gets the attention. That's who gets the interviews. That's who gets the big money. But watch the pit crews. Watch these guys who may be the best athletes in the entire event. The speed, the precision, the strength that they have to possess to do the deeds that they do. How many times in our own lives, but even more so in the body of Christ, are those that oftentimes don't get all the attention. We could not be who we are without. So maybe today you feel like you play just a small part you may actually play one of the most critical parts to the Lord. See you later. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is ecstatic to announce one of the most electric giveaways of the entire year. We're giving away a 75-inch big screen TV to one lucky winner. Shocking, right? And we've got something to make the prize even more powerful. We're going to send out our highly trained electricians to mount your TV for you, free of charge. But don't worry, we won't leave everyone else in the dark. We're giving away prizes every single week between now and March 5th, and the grand prize winner will be announced on March 8th. All you have to do is plug in with Dixie. Oh, Dixie. Hey, it's Carter Bird from ESPN 1067's On the Line. Join Jack Hudden and me after every weekend Auburn University basketball game for After the Game. Jack and I will provide post-game analysis and take your calls. Sound off on the Auburn game as soon as it's over. Join After the Game on ESPN 1067, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care. Also by Chattanooga Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all things real estate. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Wrapping up our number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Jacob, go with Carter Bird with you live from Big Mike Steakhouse here in Auburn as the sun has gone behind the cloud. And we just say a little prayer and thank you for that because uh, it's a beautiful day, but man, it's warm outside here in the end of February. But as we wrap up our number one, again, big thank you to Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 uh, who just got off the phone with us talking all things Georgia athletics. But as we wrap up this first hour, I saw a 
a little ranking system from uh, on three today. And they were talking about the top running backs in college football. And did you happen to see who was slotted at number five? I did not. I'm assuming it's uh, Jarquez Hunter. It was Jarquez Hunter from Auburn. He is, according to On3, their rankings today, he is the fifth best running back in college football. And I think that's really interesting because he has that potential to be. And yeah, absolutely. If this, if this sounds familiar, it's because I said this same thing about Tank Bigsby, who is a very good running back and who could have been the best running back in college football if he would have had the right pieces around him to be successful. A coach that knew how to run an offense, an offensive line that could protect in the SEC, and a lot of other things that were involved here. But Tank Bigsby will go down as one of the uh, highest potential running backs that ever came through Auburn. I mean, he is an unbelievable talent uh, and just didn't get a full case, uh, a chance to showcase that, if you will. But Jarquez Hunter has a chance to be, he already is really good. He has a chance to be special at Auburn, especially with what Hugh Freeze is doing with the offensive line, with uh, the entire offensive system where he's going to be, according to him as of right now, more of a hands-off type of thing. We'll see what that comes down to. Uh, but I think it's interesting to see that uh, Jarquez Hunter could be uh, one of the best running backs in college football coming up in 2023. When you look at this list, he's on a list with some absolute studs. Blake Corum at Michigan coming off a knee injury. Um, I, I'll be curious to see if he's there at the end of the year just because of uh, I do wonder what kind of rust we see on him as next season starts. Quinshawn Judkins, uh, somebody who I really feel should be on Auburn's uh, campus and not Ole Miss's. Uh, that's an unbelievable miss by Brian Harson. He's number two. Nick Singleton at Penn State, somebody Auburn saw last year who is really, really good. Uh, he's number three. Raheem Rocket Sanders, number four. I agree with that one. Stud. I mean, he's a stud as well. Stud, man. Then you have back-to-back Ohio State players, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson at six and seven. Little surprise, Henderson's not above Mayan Williams. I know Mayan Williams is good. I think Henderson's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Edwards at Michigan is eight. So you got two Ohio State, two Michigan players uh, on this list. Trey Benson at Florida State at nine. And this one's shocking me because I think he's an absolute stud. Braylon Allen at Wisconsin yeah. at 10. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not higher. I'm surprised he's not ahead of Donovan Edwards uh, at that eight spot. But a lot of praise for Jarquez Hunter to be a top five back, considering he's never been the lead back in his backfield. He's going to get that opportunity this year. Uh, I hope it's in a committee, a three or four headed monster. You know my feelings about the. Um, you don't want him to go for a thousand yards. I think it'd be great if he does. <laughs> I think it'd be great if Jarquez Hunter run for, runs for a thousand yards. I think he can. I think he probably will. I also think it's an overrated stat. I very much do. I'm if, with you. If if and it's something that Auburn fans got so accustomed to because it happened what eight nine years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, that, under Gus. Well, under it. Well, it, it started before Gus. Stats. I mean, it was. I think Jarquez Hunter can have a very, very strong season. I'm very excited about it. Hour number one in the books. We're live here at Big Mike Steakhouse. Come out and join us in about an hour when they open up. Hour number two is coming up. Give us a call, 334-321-1390.
We're looking for people just like you. Auburn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. Auburn Networks LLC is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information about employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notifications of job vacancies with our stations, please notify us at P.O. Box 950, Auburn, Alabama 36831 or at info at AUNetwork.com. You can also call 334-826-2929. Auburn Networks LLC is an equal opportunity employer. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. Union Pacific Railroad wants you to join its team. It's an opportunity that comes with great pay and benefits. There are a variety of open roles across its 23-state network, including train crew positions, with hiring and relocation incentives of up to $50,000 in some locations. You can even get a free college education while working. Union Pacific Railroad connects hundreds of communities, hauling goods Americans rely on every day. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific and apply today at up.jobs sports. That's up.jobs sports. We're live from Auburn Bank Signing Day. Angela scanning the closing documents. Looks like the competitive rate her Auburn Bank mortgage lender promised. She gets the pen, clicks it once, twice, spin move, and we have a signature. Angela Green is a first-time homeowner. With competitive rates, online applications, and hands-on mortgage lenders, the wins just feel bigger. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 403461. The Edward Viac College of Osteopathic Medicine in Auburn is dedicated to its mission of transforming medical students into caring, compassionate physicians. VCOM partners with Auburn University for student activities, shared learning experiences, and research opportunities. Students are instructed in a hands-on learning environment by outstanding faculty members that are dedicated to student success. VCOM is working to improve the health of Alabama's citizens by increasing the number of primary care physicians throughout the state, especially in rural and underserved areas. Find out more at vcom.edu. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody, as we are live for the Wednesday edition of On the Line here at Big Mike's Steakhouse in Auburn. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7. Live all afternoon long here at Big Mike's Steakhouse out here on the patio. As uh, uh, out here on the patio, sun is shining. It's a beautiful day here in the Auburn Opelika area as we are live all afternoon long on the line and the drive here for four straight hours at Big Mike Steakhouse. They open up in just under an hour and uh, looking forward to uh, snacking on some of those wonderful appetizers that they have here. And so if you're looking for something to do before the game tonight for Auburn and Ole Miss, tip-off is at 8 o'clock at Neville Arena. Come out to Big Mike, say hello, and uh, eat on some of the best food you can have in the Auburn Opelika area. And so hour number one is officially in the books. You know what that means, hour number two is underway right here on the Auburn Open Like a Sports Leader ESPN 106.7. If you missed any of our number one, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it ESPNAU.com. Click on the podcast center and you can find it right there. Commercial free right after the show today or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. Hour number one talked the uh, Alabama Brandon Miller situation a little bit more. Talked about what we've learned in the last 24 hours since the news broke. We also talked to Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 and got his thoughts on that situation and plus a little bit of Georgia basketball and football news as well. But coming up here in hour number two, we're going to talk Auburn basketball versus Ole Miss tonight. What has to happen in a game that Auburn desperately needs to win at home tonight against the Rebels. Then coming up at 3.30, we're going to have Trey Wallace of Outkick. He covers the SEC for them. He will join us at 3.30 and uh, get his thoughts on the SEC basketball as we come down the stretch. I'm sure he has a few things to say about what's happening in Tuscaloosa right now. So looking forward to talking with Trey Wallace, again, who covers the SEC for Outkick. That'll be at 3.30. But here in hour number two, until then, we'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are open. 334-321-1390. Jenny, back in the Auburn Network studio, will answer your call, put you through to us, and we'd love to hear from you again. 334-321-1390. And Carter, as we look at this game tonight for Auburn, we've used this term a lot. And I don't know if we want to use it again, but it no, basically no. is. This one is, and I'm not, but I'm, here's the thing. I'm not overly worried about this Ole Miss team. I wouldn't say I'm worried about it, but. But yes, it is a, this is a must win <laughs> game. This is, this is, you have to win this game. You lose this game, then you've got to, you have to win in Rupp. Or you have to win in Coleman. Or you have to win uh, against Tennessee at home. Like, you've got to take two out of three of those. Yeah, and this is a game tonight, man, against Ole Miss. Look, I said this yesterday. You're looking at an Ole Miss team who is 10-17, and 2-12 and 12 in SEC play. 
And I made the statement yesterday that if you can't beat, if you're Auburn and you can't beat Vanderbilt, how are you going to win a game in the SEC tournament? If you can't beat Ole Miss tonight, you don't even need to bother showing up to the NCAA tournament. That's a promise because you may be able to turn around and beat one of those teams down the stretch, but you cannot lose to Ole Miss tonight at home in your second to last uh, home game of the season. Auburn should win tonight. They are favored by 13 points at home. Why? Because the last time they were at home, they beat Missouri by 30 plus and Auburn is favored by 13 tonight. It's a bad Ole Miss. It is a bad Ole Miss team. It is. It's a bad Ole Miss team. I know I've said this before. I very much disagree with your statement about Vanderbilt. This is a Vanderbilt team that has a realistic chance. Not even like it's not even far fetched to finish third in the SEC. If they finish third in the SEC, how would that change how you look at this team? And if, and you look at that loss. If they finish, if Vanderbilt ends up finishing third, if they get a, if they get a double buy, which is not that far out of the realm of possibility. What are they? The next two games are at LSU. They're one game back of, of, of tied for third. They're one game back of that. And they have to go to LSU. They get Florida at home without Colin Castleton. I feel good about both of those games for them. Yes, they have to go on the road to run. But, I mean, that's going to be a fun matchup between two really good big men in that one. Then they get Mississippi State at home, who just lost last night yes. in a game where they should have won. But when you compare this Vanderbilt team, the stretch they have to run with the way Tennessee is playing, losing five of the last seven. Yes, they get South Carolina this weekend, but then they get Arkansas at home and at Auburn. Those are both losable games for this Tennessee team. And Kentucky has at Florida tonight, which they should win, but it's on the road in the SEC. Who knows? Auburn at home, Vanderbilt at home. At Arkansas, it is not out of the realm of possibility that Vanderbilt gets a double buy in the in the SEC tournament. It's really not, which is fair. And if that happens, then yes, I will take a little bit of my of my criticism against this team losing to Vanderbilt away. I'll take that away a little bit if that happens. And again, it, it very well could. It very well could. But I'm looking at the bigger picture here because just looking at this Auburn team and looking at what the NCAA tournament is, looking at what the month of March is for college basketball, that was a game where we talked about it. Was it necessarily the quote-unquote must win? No, but that's a game that you have to be able to get up and get to and play and win if you want to win games in the NCAA tournament. I'm not saying that because I don't think Vanderbilt's a good team. They're playing really well. They are. They're playing really well, and you cannot take that away from them. We said I said that same thing about Texas A&M, but I think A&M's probably a better team than than Vanderbilt. Sorry, the wind just kicked up a little bit out here. But um, uh, my my statement is, if you're Auburn, the fact that you were not able to beat Vanderbilt when you needed a win, when you needed a win for mentality's sake, for confidence sake, and you couldn't get it done, that is what bothers me and that's what worries me about Auburn in the tournament I'm not saying it's oh wow you lost to a 2 and 12 Ole Miss team then you can't win in the tournament that's a fair statement to make tomorrow if Auburn loses tonight at home against Ole Miss I think that is extremely fair I'm just saying for the Auburn perspective alone if you just put the single light on Auburn 
you've got to be able to win a game like Vanderbilt on Saturday. If you yeah. want to compete in the well, tournament, those are games down the stretch you have to be able to win. And I don't have the confidence in Auburn to do that. That's fine. Like, I, I have no issue with that statement. My only counterpoint is I feel like every good team is losing games like that right now. I mean, look at Xavier last night. They lost a game to a 500 Villanova team. That is not great. Yeah. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination right now. And Xavier at home lost that game. Um, I mean, you see, I feel like we're seeing more of these isolated games where a bad team is upsetting a tournament caliber team this year in the SEC or in the country. But in the SEC, in the country, wherever, I mean, Kentucky lost to Georgia. Georgia's been beat by 49 and 30 the last two games since that win. I mean, this everything is a mess in college basketball this year. Um, I agree that you need to you should have won that Vanderbilt game. I feel good about this game tonight. It is a must win if this Auburn team were to lose this game tonight. I think you're basically closing the book on the NCAA tournament for Auburn because then you'd have to win two out of three of at Kentucky, which you haven't won in Rupp since 1988 at Alabama, which I mean, at full strength is that Alabama team. That is the hardest place to get a win right now in the country because of how good that team is. Who knows what happens with that roster? And then, Tennessee at home. I know Tennessee's going through a rough patch, but it's still a good team. And it's going to be a tough matchup. And you lost to them last time out. You would have to take two out of three. And I think that is a lot to ask of this Auburn team. And it's crazy to put this amount of pressure and this amount of stakes on a game against a team who is two and 12 in the conference. But this has... I've been saying this for a month now. I've been saying this for a month. It has nothing to do with the opponent right now. It has everything to do with Auburn. This game tonight, Auburn and Ole Miss, has nothing to do with Ole Miss coming in. Sure, they're the worst. They're probably the worst team in the league. They are. Like, look at their record. Look at their play. They're probably the worst team in the league. But this being a game that Auburn has to absolutely win tonight has nothing to do with it being Ole Miss. It has everything to do with Auburn and the way that they're playing and the inconsistency that we've seen out of this team. There's a good chance that Auburn goes into this thing tonight and wins by 15 plus. There's a good chance of that for a couple of reasons. Auburn is much more talented than Ole Miss right now. Yes. I think Auburn is better coached than Ole Miss. And you're at home. You li- And again, the last time Auburn played an SEC team at home, it was Missouri and you beat them by 33 points. Auburn has a good chance to get a win tonight. Is this considered a good win? No, it's a gimme win. If anything, yeah, I this think, is a I, gimme win and Auburn has to play well before you go to Rupp arena on Saturday, where you mentioned Carter Auburn has not won since the late eighties. So tonight is, and I feel like a broken record on this man. Tonight is Auburn's chance to get a win that they desperately need. Their performance tonight is all about them. It has absolutely nothing. Tonight, probably more than ever, has nothing to do 
with Ole Miss and how they play. They may come in and play pretty well, but this Ole Miss team should not come in and beat Auburn tonight. It's all about how Auburn executes the offense, how they play on defense, their mentality, their efforts, their emotions, their body language. All of that has to be good tonight yeah. before you go on the road to Lexington on Saturday. And it's also, it's a shorthanded Ole Miss team. Because Dacian Ruffin has stepped away from that program. The former five-star point guard, the former Auburn commit, uh, who would have been next in line for Auburn with the small guards um, after the likes of Javon McCormick and Jared Harper. He's not with the team. So you know that that is eliminated. They are not at full strength. You need to handle business tonight. You need to. If you don't, then I think we start having a conversation about this being a really, really bad collapse for Auburn down the stretch and this season failing to meet expectations. Can you even call it a collapse, though? I mean, this season never got going. This season never really took off and got going in the right direction. Take out the five or six straight wins against the worst teams in the conference, which I kept saying is not as big of a deal as a lot of people wanted it yeah, to be. Yeah, yes, yes. I understood. Granted, that LSU team was still fighting at that point of the year. They're not now. No, no, they're not. not oh, the, the win at oh, against Ole Miss the first time was against a full-strength Ole Miss team. So that's, and that's on the road. LSU was on the road. South Carolina, yes. That win doesn't mean a thing. The state wins was a solid win at home. Mm -hmm. The Arkansas win, even though they were shorthanded, that was a solid win at home. And it's continuing to look like a stronger and stronger win as that team rounds into form. It is a collapse because of the fact that you would have started, what, 6-1 and one in conference play? 6-1? and one? And you would finish... I mean, I mean, if you look at the last eight games, you've lost six out of your last eight. I know only seven of those those games are in conference play, but it's a collapse if you finish in a situation where you drop. I mean, if you lose tonight, we're talking about a situation where you lose 10 of your last 12. That is a collapse, regardless of, of who you played at the beginning of conference play. Yeah, it's just, it's hard for me, and, and I get what you're saying, and it makes sense, because Auburn was on a winning streak. It may not have been against impressive opponents, but they were on a winning streak, and then it has just gone off the rails, if you want to say that, and, and, and after that, when you started playing halfway quality opponents, there just hasn't been any consistency with this team, and so for a collapse. I don't know if that's the right word. I just don't think this season has ever gotten off to where it needed to be. Shane, we've got you on the phone. We're going to get to you right after the break. Go ahead and take an early break here in this first segment. When we come back, we'll get to Shane first up on the other side. We are live here from Big Mike Steakhouse in Auburn. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. Shane, you're up next. When we come back here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. 
With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. North American beavers are excellent swimmers, but on land, they waddle about clumsily. That is until they spot the yellow tag on a stack of yellow wood brand pressure treated pine. Their instincts kick in and the colony springs into action. <laughs> Just like that, these master builders make off with their new-found building materials. For five-star backyards, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, it's that time of year where so many sports are drawing to a close, so many others are just beginning, training camps, playoffs, all these different things. But guess what? NASCAR, that's right, NASCAR has begun their very lengthy season just this last week with the very famous, iconic Daytona 500. They'll be running every week till who knows when. Why is this important? Next time you watch a race, not just a NASCAR race, but any car race, I want to call your attention to somebody other than the driver. That's who gets the attention. That's who gets the interviews. That's who gets the big money. But watch the pit crews. Watch these guys who may be the best athletes in the entire event. The speed, the precision, the strength that they have to possess to do the deeds that they do. How many times in our own lives, but even more so in the body of Christ, are those that oftentimes don't get all the attention. We could not be who we are without. So maybe today you feel like you play just a small part, you may actually play one of the most critical parts to the Lord. See you later. We're looking for people just like you. Auburn Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's get to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. Shane, you're on the line. We appreciate you holding on through the break, man. Yeah. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Doing well, Hi, man. How are, how are you? I, I'm well. I was just going to comment on some comments. Um, yep. I mean, uh, Jacob, I think it was you that were saying that uh, we've got to do, you know, everything right here at home and tone in all our skills at home because we're going to go away for for the rough. Uh, and that is true, but you know, every time we're home, we we seem to be we seem to do that, and then when we leave, it just falls apart. I, or it's not even falls apart. It's just like it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Right. Uh, right. It, it, even though we play 
spectacular at home each of these times. So I don't know what it is. What, what, what you know? Yes, we need to do those things, but like, what, what, what? In addition, do we need? Right, and you know, it. Part of it is Shane, the fact that it's what February twenty second. I mean, look, the problems that Auburn basketball has right now, they're not going to change because they haven't changed yep. in three months. And it was the same situation last year when Auburn was the number one team in the country, and I talked about how they have problems that they need to fix, or it's going to come back and bite them in March, and it happened. It's the same thing here. The problems that this team has, the lack of shooting ability, lack of offense at times, the lack of of what some have said, mental toughness at times, those things can be overcome at times, but they're not going to fully change because of where these guys are in their careers, where we are in this season. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, sure, Auburn could come out and win this thing by 30 points again tonight, but doesn't mean they're going to play that well on Saturday and Rupp. And so what do you work on tonight? I think you just got to come out here and get the win and play each game one at a time and go into it with the right mentality that we have to win these games if we want to compete in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, today is a tonight is a must win game. You go back on the road where Auburn has had some real struggles this go two year. on two in a row on the if road you now. if you look at auburn's schedule this year auburn's road wins mm. the only four road wins are against the bottom three teams in the sec and a washington team that is seven and ten in, in a week pack 12 that's it yep it's the only four road wins this team has all year long but it's not for the. But you know, at the same time, they're, they're not getting blown out. You know, it's it's right, like right. we lost Tennessee by three and this team by two. You know, it's it's like we're right there. Um, it's just we need one or two buckets, just one or two buckets. You know, yeah. at the end of the game, it might come down yep. to the end of the game, and and who who are we who do we want taking that other than Wendell, um. To, to, to. I, know, I know who I want it to be. I don't think he has the the um, mentality no, to yeah. do it. I want it to be Jalen Williams because I think he is your yeah. best shooter. I think he is your most talented playmaker. And you can draw stuff up to, to get him really good looks, whether it's in a high post or coming off a screen, catch and shoot three. I want it to be Jalen Williams. But he has not shown that mentality. He has not shown that aggressiveness, that drive to be that guy. And Auburn's offense has not shown their their willingness to give him the basketball for a full 40 minutes either. Well, but but late in games, they've tried twice to get him the ball. And he yeah. passed up an open three once. And then the other one, he kind of double clutched because he was unsure about it. And he missed the three late against Vanderbilt. Well, think about late game against Alabama too, where he tried to feed it down low to Jani Broom and he threw it away under the baseline. Right. I mean, he's yeah. so Jalen Williams may have had his opportunities, but Shane, you bring up late game situations where Auburn has been in these one or two possession games on the road or even against SEC teams in general. What is your confidence level when it's a tie ball game, two minutes to go and Auburn has the basketball? How confident are you right now that Auburn wins the basketball game? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we're even doing anything wrong. It's just, it's just maybe the other team has that playmaker that did something right, and they had it last, you know. Um, so so I, I don't even know if we're even playing that that bad. It's just, it's just the other team has that 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 guy that that go to guy, and we don't have that go to guy. So I think yeah. that's the difference in, in like three games. We could be, it could be completely different. 
if we just had like the, the guy that like I mean ben, Vanderbilt has one of those guys you know yeah. uh yeah well that's that, why I mean, that's, that's why a lot of these teams are having guys go off for 25 30 points against Auburn you're right a lot of times before the Vanderbilt game right all of Auburn's losses were because one point guard or one guard went off for 25 plus a Vanderbilt besides, it was besides Tennessee yeah besides Tennessee when literally Nobody did anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but outside of that, it's been one. You're absolutely right, Shane. It's been one guy that has really hurt Auburn, but they haven't been able to figure out how to stop him. And you're right. Auburn does not have a go-to guy late game. They just don't. Yeah, so that's going to be the, the, the – I think that's the difference in, in several losses. And I, and if it comes down to the, – the, the key to, the, to, to winning in Rupp is don't let it come down to the, the, the last you know shot or two. Mm-hmm. If we can get a, a four or five point lead, you know, th- 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 that's how we win. We don't win with the last shot. We're not going to, even if we're down, if we're up by, you know, two points, 30 seconds left, I, I have no confidence, you know, and yeah. I, I really, I really, I really know that the other team is going to probably score. And then we don't have the mentality to, to come back, you know, but even like with like 12, 15 seconds, we still don't have the mentality to, to just get one bucket at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so Shane, I was I was at Vanderbilt on Saturday, and when KD hit that three with ten seconds to go, it uh, was a bad shot. He he knocked it down. Give him credit. He knocked it down. But yeah. I was in the arena, and I turned to my dad, who was with me, and I said, "We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose." And that's exactly what happened because Vanderbilt drew up a play. It was a great play. Auburn didn't do their job defensively, and they went down there and scored, and that was it. And so, yeah, the the confidence level Auburn late game right now from Auburn fans is pretty low. Yeah. Anyway, always an Auburn Tiger. Where you go, guys? Yeah, appreciate the call, Shane. It's good to hear from you. That is Shane joining us on the phone lines, uh, 334-321-1390. Got a couple of minutes before we get to uh, Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for OutKick, and uh, going to get him on here and talk all things uh, Auburn basketball, SEC basketball, and maybe some SEC baseball as well. Uh, and speaking of baseball, I do want to mention this. Auburn's baseball series, they were supposed to take a trip this week and this weekend out to L.A. Uh, they were supposed to be going out to California to take on USC in a weekend series. Well, in case you missed the announcement, that has now been moved to Plainsman Park. Those will be uh, played at Plainsman Park this weekend, Friday, Saturday Sunday, Auburn will now be hosting USC here in Auburn over the weekend because of uh, bad weather out in California. Alabama also uh, canceled, I believe they canceled their series against Pepperdine, if I'm correct on that. Uh, but Auburn will now be hosting USC in Plainsman Park. So a very uh, fun opportunity for Auburn fans to uh, go watch Auburn baseball play USC this weekend at Plainsman Park. Sorry. Sorry, I've been uh, distracted over here. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big weekend. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Auburn take on USC. Um, I'm very um, – it's going to be fun, the fact that that venue got changed, because you do have an Auburn team now playing a high-level opponent, a big-name opponent. Again, for a second week in a, in a row, a Power 5 school uh, at Plainsman Park. Mm-hmm. And I think that – Auburn has another chance to win a series, start to formulate that non-conference resume, uh, which, of course, can be. I did. Did Lipscomb end up beating Notre Dame in that series? I think they did. I'm 
I think they did. I think they did. So that further strengthens Auburn's non-conference schedule. And I'm looking forward to seeing Auburn take on USC this weekend. Then they'll get Southeastern Louisiana and Lipscomb, two very good smaller G5 schools, lower major schools. And Auburn, if they can win all of these non-conference series and handle their business in the midweek We'll be primed for a pretty good start here in in conference play. They got the win last night, obviously. Uh, Bobby Pierce with a big game. He went three mm-hmm. for four. He hit, a, he hit his first home run of the year. Ike Irish continuing to do Ike Irish things, which is hilarious to say just working at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but he's already made an impact. I like where this Auburn team sits, and I'm looking forward to what they can do this year. It'll be an exciting weekend as USC comes to town. Instead of Auburn going there, they're coming here. Should be fun. When we come back, Trey Wallace covers the SEC for Outkick. Joins us when we come back. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is ecstatic to announce one of the most electric giveaways of the entire year. We're giving away a 75-inch big screen TV to one lucky winner. Shocking, right? And we've got something to make the prize even more powerful. We're going to send out our highly trained electricians to mount your TV for you, free of charge. But don't worry, we won't leave everyone else in the dark. We're giving away prizes every single week between now and March 5th, and the grand prize winner will be announced on March 8th. All you have to do is plug in with Dixie. Oh man, that's the last thing I needed, a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured. The Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. This is Zach Alsabrook with Alsabrook Law Group inviting you to strap it on tight and get down in the trenches with Tiger Takes on ESPN 106.7. Every Thursday at 5.30, Bill and Dan give the inside scoop on AU basketball from senior shooting guard Zepp Jasper. It's tough. It's hard-hitting. It's no-nonsense, just like we are at Alsabrook Law Group. Tiger Takes every Thursday at 5.30 on The Drive, ESPN 106.7. Proudly presented by your winning team at Alsabrook Law Group. War Eagle. Hi, this is Doug Amos from the Max Roundtable inviting you to join me each weekday from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn and Opelika. On Mondays, I'm joined by Charlie Trotman. On Wednesdays, it's Zach Blackerby. And on Fridays, it's Jake Farmer. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for a lot of fun with you. Hope you'll join us each weekday for the Max Roundtable. I saw this happen in an airport yesterday. If you put pineapple on a pizza, you are welcome to enjoy it if you choose to. But just be aware, what you are eating is no longer pizza. That's disgraceful. It's something else entirely and candidly. You should be 
ashamed of yourself. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, mornings 9 to 11 on ESPN 1067. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into to hour number two here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you live at Big Mike Steakhouse here in Auburn as uh, it is close to opening time for Big Mike's. They'll open up about 4 o'clock, so if you're looking for something to do, come out, have a meal, uh, have a drink or two before going to the Auburn basketball game tonight versus Ole Miss. Come out, say hello. We are live here for the next 30 minutes, and then the drive from 4 to 6 will be live here as well. So come out, say hello, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. But now we get to the phone lines, and Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for OutKick, joins us on the phones. Trey, man, I know it's been a busy time for you, man. I hope you're doing well. I am, uh, I'm good. It's been absolutely chaotic, but I am, uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm surviving on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Well, I understand that completely. It's a busy time with uh, the crossover season of the end of basketball, start of baseball, spring practice coming up in just a couple of weeks. And uh, I know you've had a very busy schedule with the chance to sit down and talk with uh, Greg Sankey about some things in the SEC. So uh, I know you are you are rocking and rolling over there for OutKick right now. And uh, we'll bring you on the show. We'll go ahead and get right into it. We'll start with the biggest story in sports right now. Uh, the news coming out of Tuscaloosa yesterday via AL.com about Brandon Miller, the star freshman for Alabama basketball, who was involved in uh, the uh, tragedy and killing of Jamia Harris in Tuscaloosa just over a month ago. What is your takeaway on all of this information coming out over a month later since the situation happened? And where does Alabama, Brandon Miller, Nate Oates, everybody go from here? Yeah, I think it's it's such a it's such a horrible situation to begin with. And you go back to, to when it actually happened. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say this like up front. Um if the university and the University of Alabama and NATO, so the communications department, however you want to put it, um, in, the, in the days after the event, if they would have, you know, let it be known somehow, and there's ways you can do that using the media, um, that Brandon Miller was was potentially involved in this, in a sense of, you know, even as a witness, or something, or, or being questioned. Um, I, I, I just feel like maybe this would be a little bit different of a, a situation um, in, in terms of what we're dealing with right now. I think Nate Oates didn't help himself yesterday uh, with with what has, you know, transpired and, and going forward in his comments were just, you know, just a, a selfless clown act. I, I didn't understand it when he said it, and he tried to walk it back. And you know, there. And, and I want to remind folks too about this. And this is this is very, very. This should be noticeable. There are always two sides to every story, and what we try to do is we try to present both sides to every story. You know, we try to present what happened, you know, that night to our best degree. Um, we try to present the fact that, okay, Brandon Miller is technically involved in this because 
he had a weapon in his back seat that belonged to Darius Miles, that Brandon Miller showed up at the scene and Miles and company, you know, took the weapon out of his back seat. Now, knowing whether or not Brandon Miller knew that there was a gun in the back seat, you know what? I, I think that is, um, you know, that that's up for debate. What's not up for debate, in my opinion, is how Alabama's kind of handled this. And, and I wrote about this a second ago. You know, it just came out. And, you know, there if Alabama had wanted to, um, there was there was ways to to punish Brandon Miller through the student conduct board um, just for having the gun in his back seat. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and 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 they didn't, which is look, which is up to them. I'm I'm not a lawyer, okay? I can't I can't read between the fine lines and and know every law in the state of Alabama, a place that I grew up in, and a city of Tuscaloosa where I lived in in two years, and I know exactly where this incident happened, and 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 kind of what's been going on. I, I just feel like a lot has been out there, but I don't buy, and I never bought, you know, the fact that Nate Oates got up there at the podium yesterday after practice, and he released this statement, and it's the first reporters and people outside and the fans everywhere are hearing Brandon Miller's name connected to this. So it's like, how do you think they would react? You know what I mean? It's just, yep. it's just a weird situation right now. Trey, uh, I mean, when you take into account the fact that, I mean, according to the the university uh, code of conduct, like potentially there's some violations there, um, all the other context around this situation, how do you feel that Alabama has handled it? Because it feels off, it feels weird, and the NATO to his statement yesterday in his press conference felt very dismissive and callous. I know he tried to clarify later, but... This just feels like it feels uncomfortable and it feels like it hasn't been handled well at all on the Alabama side of things. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's been handled well. And, and I'm, you know, and I'm sitting here looking at the, the, the statement that has just been released by, by Brandon Miller's attorney. And, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're saying that Brandon never touched the gun, was not involved in the exchange to Mr. Davis and never knew that illegal activity involving the gun would occur. But it does say in there that Mr. Miles, which would have been Darius, texted Brandon and asked him to bring him his firearm. So it it's kind of weird. It's like they're saying, you know, that Brandon didn't know anything was going on. But they're also saying that, OK, well, Brandon did get a text message from Mr. Miles asking him to bring his gun to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, so if you didn't know that there was a vehicle, you know, and another thing that stood out to me in this statement, Brandon never saw the handgun nor handled it. Furthermore, it is our understanding that the weapon was concealed under some clothing in the back seat of the car. Okay, that's fine. But the problem is, is that, again, Brandon did find out once he got a text message that there was a gun in his back seat. And, hey, man, I need you to bring this over to me. And that's where, you know, that's where we get into the, the ticky-tack thing of the law. That's where we get into the, you know, whose story is believable because there's always two sides to this thing. And and do I believe, I look, I, I know folks that are close with Brandon Miller uh, in the Nashville area. Um, I've been told nothing but a good kid. Um, did he get caught up in some stuff? 
it certainly sounds like it. Did he help his situation? No, not really. But he didn't do enough by the law to be charged with anything. So maybe you have to, to kind of move on from that point. But my my overall point is, I think the University of Alabama's handled this in the wrong way. I think that, that, that they've gone about it. I think the press conference yesterday that they held for Nate Oates, knowing that there was a court proceeding going mm-hmm. on across town, you know, and that he was going to be asked these questions, and that's the best that they could come up with yesterday. And I don't care about his rebuttal last night because his rebuttal, that didn't come from Nate Oates. That came from somebody in the communications department that's very good at writing. Okay? So mm-hmm. I go off what Nate Oates said immediately after practice. And, man, he really butchered that. And, and I just, yeah. you know, I, I look at the whole thing and I just kind of shake my head at it, guys. Yeah, Trey, I mean, I it's an horrific and ugly situation. Uh, I saw in the lawyer's statement that he said that Brandon Miller never left the car. Uh, I know that there's a lot of debate about the positioning of the car in this situation, and that's that's going to, I guess, play out in the legal process. But where does this go from here? Like, what is what what happens uh, with Brandon Miller? What happens with Alabama? What happens with Nate Oates as we try to, I guess, come from this situation and wrap up a a basketball season here, including a game tonight? Yeah. I think that I think that they're going to play him, and and to be honest with you guys, if there is no, if there's no student conduct violation, if there's no law violation, uh, you play him. I mean, and as and as pissed off as people are going to be around the country at that, because they look at the situation as Brandon Miller brought a gun to the scene that resulted in a murder of a. A, a mother um, that, that you just hate to see. I I still try to look at it. You got to look at it from both sides, guys. I, 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 that's the only way I can I can say it because you know Brandon saying in this statement as we're both reading while we're live on the air and we're talking to each other here. Brandon saying, "Well, I you know I didn't really know there was a gun in the car, but then I got a text message. There was a gun in the car. I came by. I didn't get out." I left as immediately as gunfire erupted, and by the way, my car got shot up twice during the incident. And yeah. I, I just, you know, there's there's so much like there's not just one layer to this. There's like eight layers to this. Right. And I think right. right now, if Alabama felt good enough from their legal standpoint of their university, where they don't get sued, where they don't get in trouble down the road. If they felt good enough with the position they're in with Brandon Miller, then I think whether you like the University of Alabama or not, I think that you have to let it play out by their standards. And and we know, look, we know what the story is going to be for the rest of the NCAA tournament, for the rest of the SEC season. Nate Oates is going to get blitzed about this tonight during this post-game press conference after they destroy South Carolina. Uh, he's going to be asked about this for the rest of the season, and this is going to be a story, okay? Because now Brandon Miller's side has released their story. The police had their story yesterday, so now you're kind of stuck in the middle of kind of digesting what's going on. So I, I just, I just, I, I feel like Alabama could have done better in this situation. I feel like if they would have said something in January, 
that he was involved in it. Maybe we're not sitting here at this point right now where all of a sudden it's some big shocker. And, you know, after somebody tragically lost their lives, I just, you know, just bad communication all around from a school in Alabama that is known for how good their uh, communication is. Yeah, it's a it's a nasty situation with more information that is needed. And as we sort of transition out of that, looking at SEC basketball as a whole right now, coming down the stretch, Trey, uh, we're speaking of. Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for Outkick. As you look at the SEC as a whole, coming down to the last four or five games in conference play, looking at it right now, it's about eight SEC teams are predicted to make the NCAA tournament. Do you like that number? Is it a little bit more? Should it be a little bit less as we come down the stretch? You broke up on that last part. I'm sorry. Uh, said looking at the S or the uh, NCAA tournament, they're predicting eight teams right now from the Southeastern Conference. Do you like that number, yeah. or should it be a little bit more, a little bit less? I, I, you know what, man? Looking at this, let, let's see what Arkansas does here down the stretch. They got Nick Smith back, and he looked good. You know, I, I feel like, you know, can Missouri make a run towards this tournament? I, I feel like they can. Um, you know, I, I think. If we're talking off the top of our head, and we're just going to name them off. It's you know, it's definitely Alabama, it's Tennessee. I think Kentucky's good uh, to get in. Uh, I, I you know, I, I would say Missouri's probably going to be in. That's four. Um, you know, let's see. We go down the line. I don't. I don't know if Auburn. We're going to find out about Auburn. So let's just put Auburn as a five. Maybe as a, as a as a five getting in. Not as a 5C, but like the fifth team getting in. Um, mm-hmm. And then does Mississippi State do enough? You know, maybe that's six. I'm going to go with the under on it, to be honest with you, guys. I, I, I feel like I don't think eight SEC teams are getting in. This has been kind of a weird year. And the SEC is not a big, bad, powerful conference this year. Um, you know, you, 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 you saw what happened. And, I'm, you know, I left out Texas A&M, but obviously Texas A&M. I mean, those guys are on a roll, and they have a chance to win the SEC regular season championship, you know, uh, going up against Alabama these last three games of the the regular season. So, you know, or two games, depending on if you played or not. So, you know, I I think we're we're right under it. But, man, you know, talk about the Aggies playing well, beat Tennessee last night. They're playing well here, you know, 10-2 or 12, I'm sorry, 12-2 regular season. I mean, this this has been a weird year because there's some teams in the SEC who are like, Okay, definitely. That team's getting in. They got the talent. Look at that roster. But they haven't performed well enough. So it's just been such an awkward year uh, in the conference. And um, I'm very interested to see how the rest of it, of the next week and a half, plays out. And then we'll be in Nashville for the SEC tournament. And maybe uh, maybe old Vanderbilt Commodores, who've won five yeah. straight SEC games. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe they can ha- have some uh, Nashville magic and get themselves into the NCAA tournament. Trey, uh, quickly, uh, baseball season got started this past weekend. Obviously, a ton of SEC teams ranked in the top 25, and even Auburn and Mississippi State just outside that group as this season got rolling. What did you see from the opening weekend of baseball, and what impressed you? Okay, I'm going to be very honest with you. There's so many darn games that's going on, it's hard to keep (laughs) up with everybody. But I I saw where Texas A&M got beat. Uh, by Lamar, I think it was. Uh, that wasn't swell. Uh, Tennessee is dealing with their own problems right now. They can't get one of their star players eligible. 
uh, in Maui, Oluna. Uh, they go out to Arizona and drop two out of three. Uh, you look around the rest of the conference, you know, I thought Mississippi State had a decent series, you know, Alabama, uh, what they did, Auburn, which blew my mind that Auburn and, and USC are now going to play on the Plains this weekend. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big change. Like, you go from flying to L.A. to all of a sudden, hey, we're going to switch this up in three days and your guys are going to come to Auburn? Um, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that, that's pretty wild. Um, but I think, you know, I think you got a number of teams that, you know, Florida, um, I think Tennessee probably pulls it together. South Carolina, I'm looking right at Ole Miss this season. Um, there, there's a, look, you know, an LSU, obviously, that, that team is rolling. I want to see what happened with Tommy Tanks, though, see how that shoulder responds. To, I guess he separated it this past weekend, and on the literally probably like the second play of the game, he separated his shoulders. So, you know, lots of good teams out there. It's going to be a fun baseball season. A lot of non-conference games, so that's okay, but there should be some fun ones over the next couple of weeks. And then we're going to get into SEC play, you know, and uh, and let all the craziness begin. Well, Trey, man, we appreciate you and your time every single uh, time we're able to talk to you. Always have great information and great insight on so many different things. Trey Wallace, who covers the SEC for OutKick, joining us here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, man. Let everybody know where they can keep up with you, all your fantastic work, and what you got coming up at OutKick. Yeah, you can follow me at Trey Wallace underscore on Twitter. Follow all my work at OutKick.com. As always, I appreciate you guys having me on. I always have a blast. Um, and just so much news going on around college mm-hmm. athletics nowadays. Sorry we had to push off till today, but I look forward to joining you guys next week. Well, we look forward appreciate to it as well, man. We always appreciate the time. That is Trey Wallace. Again, he covers the SEC for OutKick. Uh, we try to get him on every single week, but uh, hey, he's a busy man. And there, like he said, there is a lot going on right now around the Southeastern Conference. We'll get to our final break here and wrap up the Wednesday edition of On the Line here live from Big Mike Steakhouse coming up the drive from 4 to 6. We'll be live here as well. We'll be right back and wrap it up on the other side. Next time you order carryout online from Domino's, we'll tip you $3 for delivering your pizza to yourself. Because we think every great delivery driver deserves a tip. And when you cash in that $3 off to use on next week's online carryout order, you can even stack it with other coupons. Don't we have any other sound effects for this? Never mind. Order carryout online and get a $3 tip to use on next week's online carryout order. Only at Domino's. Offer applies to online carryout orders placed on or before 326. Claim a $3 code by Sunday of the same week. Codes redeemable for an online carryout order of $5 or more next week. Prices, participation, charges, and taxes may vary. For complete details, visit carryouttips.com. It's easier to handle life's twists and turns with the help of someone who knows a thing or two. Tim Jones has been serving the community as a farmer's agent for over 30 years. As you prepare for whatever's down the road, he's here to help by providing you with a range of insurance options and personalized attention. Call Tim Jones, 334-826-6888 to learn more. We are farmers. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, or Fire Insurance Exchanges or affiliate. Products not available in every state. We're looking for people just like you on Networks. Steve Witten here with big news. We're adding to our team of sales professionals. But here's the thing. You don't have to have sales experience. We're looking for someone who has a positive attitude, engaging personality, is a good teammate, and enjoys meeting new people. If this sounds like you, call me at 334-826-2929. That's 334-826-2929 to join our team. Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell Counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. 
With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people aged 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. Information is just a click away. At aotourism.com, find out what many a publication deem as one of the best places to live, to work, and even raise a family. And yes, even retire right here in Auburn and Opelika. You can explore what the area has to offer with their world-class hotels and restaurants. As for recreation, well, the possibilities are endless. You can even check out available meeting space. Eat, stay, explore, play, meet, and visit aotourism.com. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Wrapping up the Wednesday edition of On the Line here at Big Mike Steakhouse in Auburn. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7. Big thank you to Trey Wallace, who just got off the phone with us uh, from OutKick. He joins the SEC for them, and uh, we always appreciate him and his time. He had some very interesting thoughts on the Brandon Miller situation, on uh, SEC baseball, SEC basketball as well. And before we make our final picks and predictions for uh, Auburn and Ole Miss tonight, Here at Big Mike's, just want to shout out some of their uh, specials they have going on on Tuesday nights. So uh, not tonight, but on Tuesday nights, they have out here on the deck where we're sitting right now. It is college night from 430 to 9. Uh, They've got fried foods and burgers. So uh, they've got pitcher specials during that time. So come out on Tuesday night. uh, If you're a a college student of age, come out. Or if you're not, come out and have some great food here at Big Mike's. And above age, you can have uh, some of their pitcher specials as well. But I did want to shout that out about Big Mike's, who is uh, always very very generous to us when we set up here and uh, we've got a couple of minutes left and then the drive uh, with Bill Cameron will be here from four to six as well I believe you'll have Jason Caldwell our number one and then uh, Carter will be sitting in on our number two so should be a great show here for the drive at Big Mike's but Carter we got about a minute and a half left Auburn Ole Miss tonight Tigers favored by 13 at home last time they played an SEC team at home they won by 30 plus so uh, we've talked about how big this game is just from Auburn's perspective Got to win tonight. I feel pretty good about it. I think most people probably do. Yeah, I mean, I feel good about this game. I think this you're going to see Auburn come out, um, come out with an energy and a fire. And um, you're going to see I think you're going to see a similar performance to what you saw against Missouri. I think you're going to see them play extremely hard. I think this is going to be you're going to see a motivated, angry Auburn team taking on an Ole Miss team that, I mean, at this point in time, what do they really have to play for? 
Yeah. Well, it should be a good one tonight. If you're looking for something to do, come out to Big Mike's before you go to the game. Say hello, have some food, have a drink, and then head to the game. We are out of time. Stay tuned to the drive here from Big Mike's coming up. But we'll be back here tomorrow, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN 106.7. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.